You're listening to CounterTalks, Canada's podcast for the equipment and event rental industry. CounterTalks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. All right. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Counter Talks. We've got kind of a special one this time with uh, three guests instead of one. Uh, joining us today is uh, Lynn Yu from the Canadian Center for Occupational Health and Safety. There's Lynn. Uh, we've got uh, Isaac Rudick from Herc Rentals, no less. Uh, Isaac is coming to us from the other side of the world uh, today, which is uh, pretty neat. And uh, we, might, uh, we might hear a little bit more about that. And uh, Peter McGinnis from Mackinex, uh, who very kindly uh, helped out a lot with setting this up. And, uh, and, and he and I talked about some of the ideas ahead of time. And uh, we, we wanted to have a discussion uh, really about, uh, about workplace uh, injuries, uh, repetitive strain injuries, and, uh, and, and some of the things that, uh, that, that, that Peter's equipment helps to, helps to address. And we wanted to put that into a, the larger framework of, uh, of, of, of workplace injuries and, uh, and, and rentals. And, and how, how, does it, how does it relate to, to, to you as the rental store uh, owner, manager, uh, uh, worker, and, uh, and when you're recommending to people uh, what they do and how they do their work and what kind of equipment they should get, um, um, how can you do that in a way that, that helps them not, not get hurt uh, or helps their workers not get hurt on the, on the, on the, uh, on the job site, right? So Thanks to everybody for, uh, for, for joining us here today. Um, let's go around the horn quickly and just get a little introduction and a little, uh, a little who you are and what you do uh, from each of us. Let's start with you, Lynn. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, so I'm Lynn. I am a occupational health and safety specialist with the Canadian Centre for Occupational Health and Safety. It's a bit of a mouthful every time. Uh, that's CCOHS. Right. And um, in my capacity with my team, we um, try to deliver tips, tricks and best practices for everyone to work safely in the workplace. And um, in that capacity, I come across a variety of health and safety topics, but ergonomics is one of my favorites. So this discussion is very much on point today. Great, great. Well, we're really pleased to have you here, Lynn, and uh, and, and providing uh, uh, some of that great expertise for us. Um, Isaac, uh, let's go next to uh, you. Uh, uh, what do you do for her? And where are you right now? So I'm calling. I'm calling in from Jer Jerusalem in the Middle East. Wow! Here celebrating a family wedding. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. That must be a lot of fun. How long was that flight? 13 hours <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> well listen we thank you for uh, we thank you for doing this um isaac give us uh just give us the fyi on on what you what your role is at herc and uh and 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 what it is you do there so i am the safety manager with herc rentals for canada and myself and our team we look after developing our safety culture enhancing our ability to oversee our equipment delivery in a safe manner and you know de developing uh, touch points with our customers for enhancing safety throughout our community. I think everybody's probably seeing this lovely shadow on my forehead so I'll just move my microphone there we go so uh, <laughs> don't look like I have a meteor coming at me um that's great thanks uh thanks Isaac and uh no that you're you're going to be giving us the uh, the rental spin 
on uh, on all of this. So that's uh, that's fantastic. Glad to have you with us. And uh, Peter, next to you, you are in a, obviously a lovely facility there. I, I hope your legs don't get tired. This is going to be a long conversation, but uh, you uh, you're you're all set up in your showroom. Why don't you why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and Mackinex? Yeah, so my name is Peter McGinnis. Uh, I've been with Mackinac uh, for a little over seven years. Um, and my main responsibilities are the export business in North and South America, as well as uh, our OEM relationships where we're uh, dealing with other manufacturers to build for them. Um, and really, you know, this, uh, this product uh, safety and works uh, workspace, uh, health and safety is very important to Mapinex. And that's why I think uh, this conversation fits so, so good with us. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, you're going to be our solutions guy uh, uh, a little bit here and, uh, and, and talking a bit about uh, maybe some, some different ideas that, uh, that rental stores can think about. So Lynn, let's, uh, let's, let's start with you to get the big picture. Um, um, when 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 we think about workplace injuries um, that that might be helped with uh, uh, equipment ergonomics, um, what what kinds of what kinds of things are we thinking about, and uh, and and maybe what are what are some of the injuries uh, that 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 come from using uh, equipment that's poorly designed ergonomically? Mm. A really good question. So, in terms of thinking about injuries or risks and hazards in the workplace that could be helped via equipment, there is really a great variety. And right now, off the top of my head, we can narrow that down to manually, uh, excuse me, manual material handling mm -hmm. injuries or injuries that are related to manual material handling tasks. So things like lifting objects or even um, movements that could cause repetitive strain injuries. So like repetitive, uh, repeated motions of holding or bending or reaching, grabbing, even typing, as well as perhaps equipment related injuries such as um, vibration induced health effects. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the ones that I can think of right now. Yeah. And yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yep, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, in terms of would you like me to go a little uh, more into detail with each of these ones that I just... Sure. I, you know, you, you mentioned repetitive strain injuries. I think that's something mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't uh, don't don't really have at the, the top of their mind. But sometimes even doing something fairly fairly mild and not really you know intensive uh, can can add up to an injury over time if 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 you're doing it over and over all day long, right, Lynn? For sure, for sure. That hazard is in the repetition, mm -hmm. right? If I'm lifting something from point A to point B in my daily life, I might perform that once a day or once a week or once a month. But if I'm performing that motion repetitively over my work day, let's say eight hours, and then over my work week, let's say five days, but then the work year, maybe 50 to 52 weeks, then that could add up to um, elevated or a higher risk for developing a repetitive strain injury. And those injuries can affect our muscles, our nerves, uh, our joints, as well as our um, bones. And those injuries generally present first as pain. So pain that wasn't there before, or even pain that could um, start while we are working, but then go away when we go home. And it's really important to 
catch that pain in the beginning so that that can be addressed um, by, by seeking medical attention as well as letting the workplace, our employers, our supervisors, our managers know so that our work can be adjusted so that we can prevent that pain from becoming something more serious. Yeah, I, I, I know what you talk about. I mean, it, it's hard for men to admit this, but I mean, even even typing, uh, you know, and uh, and setting up your workstation and your computer and stuff like that. I, I remember when I first started working from home, um, um, you know, I had this this growing, you know, tension, like my neck was always stiff. Right. And 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 my my wife, who actually works in the industry, uh, 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 you know, said, well, your laptop is right down on your desk and you're looking down all, all, all day long, you know. And and it was amazing. I, I've got it propped up on some books here now, and uh, and it and it and it kind of relieves. So yeah, the the, the activity can mm -hmm. be very mild, right? It's just for sure all the time, right? For sure. And I love that that home uh, DIY ergonomic solution of propping up your laptop with books. I actually have it on top of a shipping box right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah and you bring up a good point with um, having to maintain that. A, like downward bend of your neck when you are when you are typing and using your laptop because having to hold a fixed position is one of the factors that could exacerbate or could increase the risk of developing that repetitive strain injury. So those some of the other exacerbating factors I can think of um, other than holding a fixed posture or um, like awkward, having to maintain an awkward yeah, posture, it, you're twisting, it, yeah. right? Or like, let's say putting it back into an office ergonomics context, let's say my mouse is a little bit too far. For example, for me, I have narrow shoulders generally compared to the average person. Yeah. So I need, a, I need a narrower keyboard in order so that my mouse is not so far to the side of my body that I'm not reaching for it every time I use it, right? That reach by itself is fine, but if I do that for eight hours a day, then I will most likely develop some kind of neck and shoulder injury. So, and you, think, and you think about the strained and awkward positions that people have to get into on job sites when they're when they're when they're trying to get at something, you know, underneath something or uh, or or inside machinery. Even even in our rental business, our mechanics mm -hmm. have to get into uh, machinery and underneath undercarriages and things like that. Um, you know, stuff stuff we all need to be mindful of. For, for sure. sure. Yeah, Lynn. Another one is um, uh, uh, that we we actually hear a lot about. I I noticed that. Um, you know, well, a few years or maybe maybe more like a decade or more ago, um, a lot, especially of the compaction equipment manufacturers, started talking a lot about vibration dampening and making sure you don't have excessive, uh, and, and obviously the breakers, uh, people using concrete breakers and chipping hammers, um, a, a lot of discussion of preventing the, uh, the vibration from, from getting through to, to people's arms. What, what, what kind of injuries does that cause, Lynn, and, and, and why does that happen? Mm -hmm. Uh, so when we think about vibration-induced health effects, generally we're thinking in two big buckets. So there's hand-arm vibration, and that usually comes from using um, handheld tools, such as what you what you just mentioned, really. And then there is the whole body uh, vibration, and that's usually exposed from where we sit or where we stand. So for example, uh, long-distance drivers, right? And in terms of 
hand-arm vibration, the most common condition that is experienced from that um, vibration exposure is called the hand-arm vibration syndrome. <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty good title. And uh, right with that syndrome, um, what workers tend to experience is a kind of periodic whitening of one or more of their fingers when they're exposed to cold or even kind of numbing or tingling sensation in that exposed hand, um, as well as maybe attacks of like painful, feeling pain between periodic uh, white finger attacks, as well as even um, in some cases, bone cysts of your fingers or wrists. And um, in terms of exposure to whole body vibration, generally what you could experience are symptoms that, like headaches or feeling kind of unbalanced, um, even stomach issues. So generally what we feel after a really long road trip or if we spend a long time on a boat, but if you're exposed to that whole body vibration over time and repetitively, that could lead to other health conditions that affect whole systems in our body. Um, I remember reading about studies of long distance truck and um, bus drivers and that those studies uh, concluded that exposure to whole body vibration could have contributed to developing disorders that affected their um, muscle system, their circulatory system, um, their bowel system, as well as um, their musculature. I think I already mentioned that. Sorry for repeating. Yeah. Um, but they thought that that combination, um, that, that development of those conditions was caused by a combination of the exposure to the whole body vibration, as well as um, having to maintain poor posture or a fixed posture, as well as um, the possibility of poor nutrition on the road. Well, you don't want your bowel system messed up. That's for sure. No. That's, yeah. that's not a good outcome. I, and I, yeah, I, I, I think I remember reading somewhere that it can, it can mess with your inner ear somehow too. Uh, like you say, you get, you can end up with balance issues. The white fingers too is not a, that's that. Uh, yeah. I, no, I, I wouldn't know that. Um, yeah. So, so anyways, definitely, uh, definitely some risks there from vibration. Um, uh, what does what does CCOHS tell tell employers in the construction industry about uh, about these kinds of risks, Lynn? What's what's did you have some just some advice points that are that that the organization puts out? Well, with all workplace health and safety hazards, we recommend to uh, try as much as you can address the hazard at the source. And what that means in these contexts is um, trying to eliminate or minimize that repetitive motion or that exposure to the vibration, right? And that could come from uh, control measures such as um, mechanizing some of the work tasks um, or using tools that have um, some kind of damper to reduce that vibration. And this could also come from job design control measures such as um, allowing workers to rotate through different jobs throughout the day or throughout the week so that they are using different muscle groups and also so that they are, their exposure to vibration uh, or the duration of their exposure to vibration is shortened. And it's also recommended to allow workers to have short but frequent breaks so that they can break up that exposure and that repetitions to reduce um, risks. 
that we talked about earlier. Um, at the same time, we recognize that it's not often, it's not always possible to eliminate or reduce the exposure itself. So then we can also recommend um, control measures in terms of designing the environment. So for example, we talked about having to hold awkward postures. So if we're able to divine, design that work environment in a way to eliminate the need to maintain awkward postures or to allow workers to, main, to hold different postures throughout their workday, that would be helpful as well. And um, we can also design uh, manual material handling tasks in a way that uh, reduces the need to reach too far forward or above or below the worker. And um, that education and training factor is also really important, especially with, um, with fat risks like developing repetitive strain injuries and vibration-induced health effects, because both of these um, injuries tend to develop quite slowly. So it's really important to um, teach our workers to recognize this early symptoms and signs so that they could receive the necessary or the helpful medical attention, as well as they can um, know how to report those experiences to the workplace so that um, their work can be adjusted to prevent that or those early symptoms from becoming something more serious. And it's also important to train our workers on how to perform or what control measures are put in place at the workplace to, to reduce the, these risks. And some of those control measures could include uh, techniques for handling materials or lifting materials in a safer way, right? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. Well, I think, I think I saw Peter flinch when uh, you mentioned automation, cause that's, uh, that's, that's, that's going to be exciting for him. And we're going yeah. to, uh, we're going to, we're going to circle back to that for sure. Uh, but, but Isaac, first of all, I want to bring, I want to bring you in and, and find out from you, um, uh, you know, uh, Lynn mentions education. Uh, there's actually a surprising amount of education that goes on at rental store counters. <laughs> um, what what uh, what kind of conversations um, uh, do you guys see at Herc um, when when it comes to this kind of thing? Uh, are, are are there certain kinds of equipment that you need to alert people uh, uh, about? Are there certain things you look for? Um, what 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 are the what are the conversations you're having with customers about uh, about workplace injuries and and being safe with the equipment? Patrick, if, uh, if you're comfortable with, I'd like to bring in some experience beyond Herc. Uh, with Great. 18 years of safety, you know, one of the most important training tools that, uh, that I've seen when it comes to ergonomics and reducing repetitive strain injuries, you know, I tip my hat to the automotive industry. And, you know, one such example would be some time that I spent with Toyota out of Woodstock and um, and just looking at how they, you know, completed a workplace assessment for ergonomics, they were inclusive of the of the employees, making sure that there was tremendous feedback from the employees that they're truly involved in that assessment, bringing manufacturers to redesign the work work the workspace and to develop tools to eliminate 
the risk factors that Lynn was describing, you know, the awkward posture, the heavy lifting, the twisting, the bending, you know, by by eliminating some of those hazards and by applying administrative controls where they would have an individual not really perform a specific task more than two hours in a day to to try to get a person to you know activate different muscle groups and so you weren't aggravating or compounding an injury you were kind of spreading the load over over the diversity of the tasks being performed so i would i would say there's there's a lot in the education uh, from the employer and from the involvement of the manufacturer there's a lot of instruction and 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 support there and then when it comes down to the employee, it's that true level of engagement where they can be a true participant in the workplace design, equipment design, that their feedback and their their concerns are heard. And then, you know, you kind of tweak it until it gets fixed. It's not always a, a first-time solution. So there's true involvement there. Yeah. It, so much of it comes down to that communication piece, doesn't it? Where, uh, mm-hmm. where, where you know, it, it's not just a matter of, oh, you know, get over it, you know, uh, toughen up or, or, or you'll get used to it or, you know, the, 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 this kind of thing. It's, it's actually about, you know, the, the employer really, really addressing it and saying, you know, what, what can we, what can we look to, uh, uh, sorry, bring it back to rental. What, what, what can we look toward from, from our equipment supplier that, that, that is going to maybe actually, actually help us and also not renting the wrong thing. Right. Like uh, 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 people will, uh, will will get stuff that's uh, that's that's too heavy for a job, that's too light for a job, and 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 both of those things can 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 add to problems. Do, have you seen any of that in the in in the industry, Isaac? Yes, um, it's you know one of the rewarding parts of my job is when you know our sales team invites me out to join. Uh, at a sales meeting to meet the client to assess the risks that they are perceiving uh, and why they're renting and and what tools they want to rent. And so when we come together in a collaborative approach and then we, you know, at times we'll often bring in the manufacturer because of our close relationship with them. And we will assess and, and build that connection with the with the client to understand their problem and what their needs are. And then, you know, going one step further, and, and I've had meetings with their worker representative of the Joint Health and Safety Committee. I've met with their union stewards. I've met with very proactive, safety-minded management. And it's just wonderful to see that level of engagement with within the rental industry when there's true collaboration between all parties, the manufacturer, the rental house, uh, the client, and then you know bringing in the employee to just assess that situation. When you get that, uh, that beautiful picture, uh, at the end of the day, as being a safety professional, it's quite rewarding. Yeah, uh, give me drill drill down a bit for me, and give me um, uh, uh, an example if you can of uh, of like what 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 kind of when when someone comes in to rent uh, something, um, um, what's going to raise a flag for you as far as something that might cause a repetitive stress uh, uh, injury? Is there is, is there a, is there a, a, an idea there where somebody might be taking an approach that's that's going to uh, that's going to cause a person to get that sort of thing? Well, we're going to be naturally curious and not just wanting to rent something to you, but we're going to want to know why uh, you want to rent this equipment. We want to know, you know, what's your objective? What's your goals with that equipment? What are you looking to achieve? 
And by asking these in-depth questions and developing that that good relationship with the client, we tend to learn that uh, you know they came in looking for one piece of gear, but then. Uh oh. Did we freeze? Was every, everyone else? That is right? more efficient. Okay. Yep. Sorry, you froze. You froze on us there for just a second, Isaac. But it seems to be clear oh. now. That's good. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like if somebody, you know, somebody's coming in and they're, you know, they're they're they're, they're picking up a manual post hole digger, and then and then you know if you get into the conversation with them and you find out they're going to do you know three kilometers of fence, uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> you might say to them, uh, you know, you're going to be in a lot of pain uh, by the by the end of this, right? Type thing. I mean, is that the sort of thing that goes on? Sometimes, yeah. And, and even when they want to rent uh, specific equipment, because you know it's their favorite jackhammer. But you know, when we have uh, a list of of, of comprehensive Hilti tools, and there's there's so much to offer. You know, when we show them the advancements that some of the manufacturers have produced, um, e even over a six month period, that's how quick some advancements are technology wise. Yeah. You know, when we show them the new opportunities and the efficiency that comes with it. Um, the increased productivity uh, when we do a little on-site familiarization with the tool and we show them, you know, how to maneuver uh, so that they, they don't put their body in a, a, in a type of line of fire hazard where it can be struck, crushed, or pinched. And, you know, we, we show them how to even hold and maneuver with the tool to minimize that awkward posture and you know, by having different tools at 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 our disposal to bring to their uh, to bring to their project, it also you know helps to eliminate other other potential injuries. Yeah, hit, hit that piece a little more, Isaac. That you know, it, it comes down to dollars and cents for a lot of employers. Um, um, but but uh, I bet you guys see uh, uh, all day every day uh, uh, people being probably happier and more productive, especially since some of the. The, the, the newer technology has come out with the vibration reducing. Um, Lynn mentioned actually the whole body vibration piece, which I hadn't actually had in my head, but uh, I, I know that was a big initiative with a lot of the skid steer guys, a lot of the, the excavators and the heavy, heavier equipment uh, was, was getting vibration reduction into the, into the seat um, and, uh, and, and, and making it better that way. Um, um, are, are your customers seeing uh, uh, productivity uh, enhancements from that sort of thing? I believe they are because we're seeing continual use and, and long-term rentals. So when we see that, you know, there's obviously reduced costs and loss of productivity. We're seeing increased productivity because we have the people using the right tool for the right task. Uh, the quality of the finished work is improved. And then you, we're seeing employee engaged at the workplace because there's, there's a connection to uh, an increased employee morale and a safety culture. So these are all points that, that contribute uh, when you have a, a strong manufacturer engaged in ergonomic design, when you have a rental house that has a, a strong supply and a comprehensive supply of ergonomic tools, and then you also have a lot of training and um, you know awareness that's uh, you know brought through to the client about what they can do and how they can do it. And and Lynn, just quickly back to you, I. Not going to ask you to comment on workers' compensation policy, but <laughs> but uh, but but you definitely can reduce workers' comp claims, right? Uh, uh, if you uh, if you take better care with the equipment. Well, if you if you choose to use equipment that can reduce the risks mm. of 
um, possibly developing or having workers develop injuries or illnesses. And those injuries and illnesses are linked to um, more workers' compensation claims, which are linked to higher premiums for the workplace. Then I think the natural link there is pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it, it's pretty obvious. And 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 mm -hmm. I'll I'll say from my own research, workers' compensation <laughs> uh, I, I definitely does look at repetitive strain injuries uh, and vibration-induced industries. Both of those things can trigger claims. Uh, so, uh, so it's a, uh, it's a, it's, it's something, it's something that, uh, another, another dollars and cents issue that employers me. Peter has been waiting so patiently, uh, uh, there in his beautiful showroom. Uh, but, uh, we're, we're, we're going to turn to you now, Peter. And, uh, and, and I want to, you know, you guys are actually in the business of, of, of making, you've got your lift assist, uh, d uh device that I'm sure you're going to tell us about there, uh, there behind you. And and you're you're in the business of developing this kind of equipment and uh, and and helping uh, workers out with this, Peter. What 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 were you seeing? What were what was Mackinac seeing in the industry that that sparked this kind of development and this kind of uh, this kind of involvement in uh, in in workplace equipment? Um, so I think for Mackinac, we're in a very unique situation because um, within our organization, um, we have a long history in the rental and hire industry. So we understand how the, the workings of uh, equipment rental company or hire company operate, um, as well as we have a lot of experience with um, the actual end user who's renting from uh, the construction um, rental companies. So, so we get um, direct uh, uh, feedback from our customers, uh, both um, the rental companies that use some of our equipment, like you mentioned, uh, for um, operational efficiencies, internal use, as well as uh, you know the end users that uh, use our tools actually out on the job site. And if we make um, the end user's job more efficient or safer on the job site, what that means to the rental company is that end user has a better experience um, when using the tools, and then they're going to come back and repeat that business. They're going to continue to repeat uh, renting that equipment. So, so we offer uh, a lot to the equipment rental companies um, with some of our designing of uh, tools, um, like Lynn uh, spoke about, um, with uh, repetitive movements uh, of loading and unloading. Uh, we've developed our powered hand truck um, and that's a safe lifting device. Uh, and then also what that does, it takes the fatigue off the operator um, where most back injuries and back strains come from uh, some, uh, someone that wants to lift uh, maybe 30 to 60 pounds because they look at um, the object or piece of equipment, whatever they're looking to lift. They say, yeah, I, I think I can lift that. Uh, and that gives them the confidence to go down and, and reach over and, and lift it up. Whereas that's, that's too, long, uh, too heavy on the skeletal system. Um, and a lot of times then, you know, there's twisting or rotating that happens when that lift occurs, which uh, can cause you know, damage. So when we, we, we developed our powered hand truck, our lifting device, um, which is, you know, right here, yeah. uh, that, 
um, that really saves um, on the operational side of an equipment rental company for loading and unloading their customers that are coming out, uh, coming in every day to rent their equipment. So you can lift generators, uh, plate compactors, tampers, uh, pumps, things like that. You know, they, these are everyday pieces of equipment that uh, a rental company uh, rents out. Um, and uh, the service person um, or um, the yard man or woman can help um, the, the customers get loaded and unloaded as they come in. So this tool has also, our powered hand truck has also really helped internally with um, safety uh, of the mechanics, either in the shop or out on the jobs. Um, there's a lot of aerial equipment, uh, battery powered aerial equipment in uh, hire and rental companies. And um, there's uh, maintenance that needs to be done on the batteries, which, you know, that fits right into that 30 to 60 pound weight limit of, you know, you think you can lift it up with just the, the battery handle um, device. But, um, you know, it's just too heavy for, you know, someone to lift um, just as a person. So the, um, the power to hand truck is really that aid or that device that you can put into your um, uh, workspace to really minimize um, those safety type injuries that come on the job. Are there, are there core technologies that have come out, uh, Peter, that are, that are um, uh, applied uh, to, 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 to make the equipment more, more ergonomic? I mean, I mean, you're, you're mentioning, you're mentioning the power uh, uh, on the hand truck. Um, um, is, is that as a result of, uh, of, of, of batteries uh, uh, being better? Um, I, I, know you're, um, I know you're one lifter there is uh, more or less a mechanical uh, solution. I'm not sure if that uh, is it use hydraulics, uh, I, I think. Um, but um, it, it, are, are the batteries making it uh, easier to develop uh, uh, powered equipment that works well for this? Um, it, yes, uh, but not with this specific piece of equipment. Oh, this, okay. this specific piece of equipment of a power hand truck um, yeah. is 18 volt lithium ion battery, the same type of battery that you would put in a, um, a power drill or something like that. So it's just a standard 18 volt ah. lithium. Okay. Okay. Uh, but, um, with battery technology, um, you've been able to, or a lot of companies have been able to develop uh, tools that maybe are lighter now because they don't have an engine on. Um, so then you can actually, you know, lift um, the piece of equipment easier and more ergonomic uh, to get in that correct position. Mm, that's a good. That that that's a good point. Yeah, I was obviously completely wrong about the hydraulics then on the on the on the power truck. Um, the uh, that was just a guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the um, um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, when when it comes to the anti-vibration tech, uh, Peter, um, is there is there a general is there a general way that that's achieved? How, how do you how do you get an anti-vibration handle on a compactor, for instance? Um, so there's a lot of uh, stress points that you can use or anti-vibration uh, points on a piece of equipment. A lot of the uh, breaker manufacturers um, like Hilti, Bosch, and Makita have designed actually into their jackhammers 
um, AVR or ABT. Um, and these are devices that help with the vibration reduction of when you're holding a jackhammer. Um, and, you know, that technology, as Isaac mentioned earlier, um, is very uh, fast. Uh, you know, within six months, you know, there's, there's always new things that are coming out through all the manufacturers. Um, one of the things that we do at Mackinac is uh, we put um, extra like uh, rubber pieces on our tools. Um, so, so this is our jackhammer trolley that I'm uh, re referencing now. Um, and we put um, some vibration detonating uh, uh, mounts on um, the jackhammer trolley to actually hold the, the breakers. So you get extra um, vibration reduction. Um, like for example, where it mounts, uh, where um, you're actually be holding on and then uh, even so much as the handles of what you're grabbing onto. So all these um, extra things in the design and development of tools over time uh, really help with um, uh, what we were discussing earlier about the hand arm uh, vibration syndrome. Um, and the technology of this has, um, has moved forward uh, very much um, in, the, in the last five to 10 years. And it's always getting better and better. Um, you know, that's actually how we developed um, our jackhammer trolley because the, the tools kept getting bigger and bigger for flooring removal. So what, uh, what contractors or the end user was doing was they were holding the jackhammer and actually leaning over. So not only were they getting the hand and arm vibration, but they were getting the back fatigue to hold the breaker. But as um, the, the breakers got bigger and bigger and hit harder and were heavier, um, you know, there, there came to that point of, you know, they, they couldn't lean over for, you know, five minutes, let alone 30 minutes to remove flooring. So that's, that's where we saw the evolution of the jackhammer trolley come into play, um, which, you know, takes the fatigue off the operator as well as reduces uh, the hand arm vibration. Isaac, I know what's going to be top of mind uh, for a, a lot of rental store uh, people is uh, uh, all these lovely ergonomic uh, technologies are just one more thing to break. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> what, what, what is, what is, what has been your experience is, uh, it, it, are, are there any, are there any maintenance or, uh, uh, issues that come up as a result of, uh, equipment incorporating this stuff? In terms of, of maintenance, you know, ergonomic solutions don't typically evolve to high maintenance. I mean, you know what, I, I, I want to take that back. There's, there's some equipment and, I mentioned Hilti a lot. I'm very familiar with some of their equipment and their and their manufacturing process. There's a lot of technology that they apply into ergonomics. Um, just some of the solutions that Mackinex and what has introduced, what Peter's talking about, what they've created here. Um, I just want to highlight 
is a solution that's going to save a, a worker from an injury. And if you imagine, uh, forget the downtime of, of the piece of equipment for a moment, putting that aside for the second, if a worker gets injured, you know, an RSI injury, and Linda, you can collaborate on that too, is going to take a worker off for several weeks and depending on the severity of the injury up to six months and, and not just severity of the injury, but type of, of treatment. So if you have a, an employee that's off work for several weeks, up to six months for an RSI type injury, you're going to be looking for the advancements that Peter is suggesting that Macnex is putting into their, their equipment. They're really trying to think outside the box and bring some creative solutions to the industry. And, and it doesn't have to be, you know, high tech. Some of the, some of his ideas here are simple, low tech that don't require heavy maintenance. So you're not going to see a lot of breakdown in some of those, some of those ideas and solutions, but you're definitely going to reap the reward by not losing a worker for you know several weeks up to six months and, and as one of the direct versus indirect costs attributed to what you were talking about earlier, the WSIB claim. Yeah. R rubber rubber buffers are something I think we all can understand. So that uh, probably is if that's if that's the level some of it's on, we're uh, we're, we're in pretty good shape. Lynn, just uh, I, I guess speak to that a little bit. What 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 how long might you lose a worker uh, from 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 some of the uh, injuries we've been talking about? Possibly permanently, I guess, in the case of a, a lifting thing that damages the back. So permanent losing of a worker due to their injury or illness is definitely possible. It might not be that that worker is out of the workforce, but that they're not able to perform the work that they were previously doing, especially without any kind of additional accommodation. Now, in terms of the prognosis of a injury that comes from repetitive motion or vibration um, exposure. I'm not the best person to ask because I'm not a medical professional, but I understand that the, um, how those symptoms present and the road to recovery does vary. So it's important to work with the worker who is injured in order to determine the best way for them to recover and for them to return to the workplace if that's possible. And to speak a little bit to your previous question about maintenance, about equipment maintenance, um, we've talked about the importance of choosing the right equipment, the importance and the um, benefits of choosing equipment with the newest technology in terms of uh, vibration dampening and in terms of ergonomics. Um, I'd like to also highlight the importance of maintaining the tools that we've chosen because um, whatever tool that we have, a well-maintained tool is still better than a less well-maintained tool right. because um, maintained tools can reduce the strain that the workers need to put on their body in order to use that tool. And a well-maintained tool that vibrates, for example, um, if it's not blunt, if it's not worn, or if it's not out of alignment, that can also reduce the amount of vibration. And the um, newer technologies with dampening systems can also, will, will definitely just be the cherry on top. Wow, that's a great point. Uh, that, 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 that's exactly right. I, I, remember when the, I remember when the grips on my lawnmower got all destroyed and, 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 and worn off, you know, you get blisters. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's a little thing. Right, but and when you get, <laughs> that's the kind of thing, right? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> 
And yeah. to add to you know your experience or example, if you get have blisters on your hands, then you're going to be using that lawnmower in a different way, mm. right? Mm. So you might be um, voluntarily using that lawnmower in a more awkward position in order to, to reduce the pain on your hands, and that could cause another pain in another part of your body. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's, uh, let's look at, um, Peter, what kind of, uh, what kind of feedback, uh, have you gotten from, from customers and rental stores, uh, uh, who, who make sort of make the leap to, uh, to, to try to, I guess, look at, look at more ergonomic solutions, both, both inside their shop and, and, and maybe to offer them to end users. What's, what, what's the experience been like for the stores? Um, it's been very positive experience, uh, for the, the rental stores, both internally for the um, occupational workflow of their own people, um, as well as um, when they can offer their customers um, a safer, faster, easier way to get the job done, um, they get more repeat business. So, you know, we, we really do get it on both sides of the coin um, by offering um, our products to, to the rental, rental stores. Right. Good stuff. Isaac, what should, uh, I, I'm going to give last word to you, Isaac. What, um, what, what should, uh, uh, how should rental stores be, be, be thinking about this? Would, would, would you recommend maybe do a smaller operation that, 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 that doesn't have a lot of resources? Um, um, would you be recommending to them that, that they think, uh, they, they think carefully about, uh, about ergonomics and offering more ergonomic equipment? Yes, I would definitely recommend that our clients take a, a long look at ergonomic solutions for their workplace, for their employees, you know, examine their best practices, examine the tools they use, how they use it, and, you know, bring, bring a rental house in uh, to help bring solutions to the table because we've got the strong relationships with the manufacturers. We've got the established history in the market to truly understand uh, where the solutions can be applied. And, and, you know, when there's a strong collaboration between the three manufacturer, you know, rental house and, and then the, you know, the clients, you know, the workers going to truly benefit, reap the reward there. They're going to have, you know, the latest and greatest in technology because they're going to get the best in, uh, maintained tool. They're going to get, you know, true service in terms of familiarity training. Um, when it comes to support, you're going to get everything because we have such deep rooted connections back to the manufacturer just based on the volume of, of what we do and how we do things. So there's a strong benefit to the employer um, and the employer, you know, developing a strong ergonomic program in their workplace. Yeah, that's that that that's great, Isaac. I obviously agree entirely. Um, uh, you know, just to editorialize a, a a lot of a lot of it in the industry for a long time uh, uh, was about uh, well, you know, you need to be big enough and tough enough and and so on and so forth to withstand all of this stuff. Um, uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, uh, even a, even a big strong person who bends the wrong way lifting something uh, uh, can get hurt. Uh, even a big strong person who uses a breaker all day uh, uh, can end up off the workforce. Um, I hope that uh, I hope rental stores would well. Obviously, you do at Herc, and and I hope rental stores everywhere would view it as 
you know, part of their job to just ask those questions and 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 try to have the machinery on hand that'll that that that'll help out. There's 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 a ton of different solutions out there, and and like you say, Isaac, uh, manufacturers like Peter have have done all the research and and are and are very very helpful in uh, in in being able to consult on these things and 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 get people headed headed down the wrong path. So. Um, I, I wanted that. That's why I wanted to talk about this today, and uh, I, I think we've had an informative discussion. And and I really thank all of you for uh, for coming in here with your with your great insights. Uh, Lin Yu from uh, CCOHS, uh, Isaac Rudick from Herc uh, Rentals, and Peter McGinnis from Mackinex. Thank you all so much for uh, joining me on Counter Talks today. Not at all. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks for joining us for CounterTalks. You can find CounterTalks episodes online at CanadianRentalService.com or on the major podcasting services. CounterTalks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine.